credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Vitruvian Man podcast, a podcast centered around self-mastery. I'm your host, Zach Schenken. It has been a bit of time since I've done a solo episode. The last few weeks have been um, cross-uploads with me featured on other people's podcasts, which has been really an excellent opportunity to meet some pretty cool people. Um, I hope you guys found value in those episodes. Um, If you haven't heard them yet, go ahead and go back to the last few I was able to sit down with. Jack, Ryan, and Logan all kind of separately talking about different stuff featured on their respective podcasts, but they're all really cool. They got really cool guys doing really cool stuff. So it was excellent to get the opportunity to sit down and speak with them. Pretty unique opportunity to also, you know, share my story on their platform, but I figured uploading on here also was nice, you know, for whatever captive audience I have for you guys to get a better understanding of a little bit about who I am, what I'm working on, and all that stuff. At the time of recording this episode, it is December 31st, New Year's Eve 2022, which means the year 2022 has come to a close. It was an unbelievably transformative year for myself and I know for a lot of other people. Crazy, of course, to think that it's already flown by. But with the New Year's Eve and turn of the new year comes the typical behavior of New Year's resolutions. And I wanted to talk a little bit about New Year's resolutions, my perspective on resolutions, goal setting, and mindset around that stuff, and how you can guarantee that your next year is the last year that you set a resolution for yourself and make the change that you've always kind of wanted to in your own life. So if you have been following along I know we haven't gotten a chance to speak directly in a few weeks, but I've been trying to build out a presence on Twitter and I tweeted out today that New Year's resolutions are bullshit. And I suppose that this episode will be my elaboration on that because I do believe New Year's resolutions are bullshit. And this is coming from a person with a lot of goals for himself. You know, my entire wall behind me is a big whiteboard with you know, deliverable tasks, long-term goals, statements about myself, my future identity. I'm a huge believer in the power of the written and spoken word. I think that they, they hold within them a tremendous amount of magic and power, truly the ability to change reality. I've talked on this podcast before about The Strangest Secret by Earl Nightingale in his conclusion being, we become what we think about. And so the things that we write, the goals that we have, the affirmation statements we say and hear on a regular basis become our reality if it's what our mind is constantly dwelling on. You know, same thing comes from the book As a Man Thinketh or even Think and Grow Rich, all excellent books, which I highly recommend that you read. I firmly believe in writing down goals, setting them for yourself and seeing to it that you act in accordance with those goals so that you can achieve what you want and make for yourself the life that you want. The reason I think New Year's resolutions are bullshit is because it is kind of founded on the presupposition or the behavioral pattern that is the reason that nobody accomplishes anything great, which is the I'll do it tomorrow mentality, or this'll be my year, 
kind of perspective. Because if you always have that mindset, it's never going to get done. Um, and it never does get done. I have fallen victim to this before in the past, and and no one is particularly above it. But I would just ask to someone who is setting a New Year's resolution, even a former version of myself, when you're looking to you know review over the last year, and I'll go into kind of what I have adopted as my practice for year in review and goal setting as well. But if you're sitting there and you're looking over the last year and you're not where you wanted to be January 2022, now in December 2022, and you're trying to set the goal and you say, all right, this year will be different. This year I'll be different. Um, This year's my year. This is the takeover. All this stuff, you see it all over social media. People love to talk about it, but not a lot of people like to be about it. That talk is super cheap, but the action speaks louder than words. And the truth of the matter is that you should never put off till tomorrow what you should be doing today. If you know it's worthwhile to do, period, at some point, you know you want to do it eventually, then you have to do it now because now is the only moment that you have exercisable control over. You can't get back the last year. So I'm not encouraging you to look back and be like, damn, I was a lazy piece of shit this whole last year. I was, I fell short on my going to the gym goals or I, I didn't eat properly or I didn't start that business I always wanted to. There's no part in lamenting it. We've talked a lot about the three different states past being depressive, future being anxious, and present being peace. You have to live tremendously in the present and exercise control over what you have. So don't look over the last year and beat yourself up about what you didn't do. Just reflect, and it's important to see what you fell short of on your goals. The reflection is super important for kind of reorientation, but don't dwell too long there. And also don't write out all these lofty goals for 2022 or 2023, excuse me, and focus tremendously on who you're going to be at the end of the year or the end of two years or five or 10, but don't actually crystallize those into an action plan of what the day-to-day looks like to make you become that person. You have to do it now. If it's worth doing eventually, then why not start today? I don't think you should treat December 31st any different than you would January 1st any different than you should have done January 1st, 2022. You know what you need to be doing. Everyone does. But the reason that we don't do it is is variable and we can come up with an infinite amount of excuses and it's a constant battle for everyone. Even the, the highly disciplined among us, it, there's always a reason not to. Even this podcast, it's December 31st, it's New Year's Eve, but I'm sitting down here to record this because I know it's what I need to do to one, be self-reflective over my past year, but also move closer toward my goals. One of my goals for 2022, at least in the next six months, is to do a minimum of one podcast per week. And if I know that that's my goal, then why wait till the end of the first week of January to start? If it's worthwhile, do it now. Do it immediately. And if that means you stop listening to this podcast and hang it up and go take off to the gym, then do it. I don't need you to listen to the end of this. I would love for you to, and I hope that there's value in it. But quite frankly, if if hearing these words now is enough to get you to go do something that you meant to do, need to do, and want to do, then my job is done. I've put enough positive energy out there that you went and took some action, whether it's go to the gym, stretch, have a hard conversation with a loved one, whatever you're putting off. And we put off all kinds of different things because facing them is hard. But much harder than that is going to be the pain that we have to deal with by not doing it down the road. But 
you know, that was, that was me telling you what you already know, right? We've spent the first beginning part of this podcast saying, okay, it's good to do the things that we want. We have to set goals for ourselves. But you already knew that. You knew it January 1st, 2022. You knew it five years ago. Wherever you're coming to this from, you know what you need to do and you've known for a while. So what are some actionable steps to get to the place you want to go? How do I think about goal setting as well as reflecting on the previous year to course correct, adjust, and make sure that it is an improvement upon the previous year and even in the micro scale on the day-to-day? So I've done a lot of different styles of reflective journaling. I have here on my desk the new notebook 2023, but I've closed out my 2022. It was I actually went to the very last page in this notebook, so it was kind of a nice even wrap up, which is cool. But this morning before recording this, I did my year in review practice, which is under construction as is my entire life. But what I've come to determine works best for myself is an adaptation of a lot of different stuff that I've tried over the years and over the months and I found to be the most effective for myself. So don't take it as a prescription, but certainly try. Feel free to try out what I suggest. See how it works for you. It might be too granular and detailed. It might not be detailed enough for you, but some form of basically it's a twofold process, right? It's reflection on the previous year and then projection future year. So First, to start on reflection, my journaling practice has varied a lot over the years. I've tried the journal every day when you wake up or journal every night before bed, do the brain dump or do like flow of consciousness right when you wake up, morning gratitudes, week in review. I've tried a lot of different things. What I kind of landed on as my current practice is I felt like journaling every single day was more of a task it ended up feeling like a lot more of a task than a benefit to my life, not really improving my mental health, my clarity, just because the day-to-day, it's just another thing to get done every day. And if it was, if it felt like too big of a task to sit down and have like a conversation with myself, it wasn't really giving me a lot of value. So what I landed on is every day when I wake up, I do three things that I'm grateful for. I try to be pretty specific as opposed to the broad, like happy to be alive or happy that I have family. I try to be like really explicit. So if I really enjoyed my morning coffee or a conversation I had the previous day or a podcast I listened to or a book I'm reading or sometimes, especially now that the weather's changed, you know, a hot shower, a warm bed to sleep in, certain things like that to bring you to the present moment. I've talked before about gratitude on the Thanksgiving episode. You can go back and listen to that. So I try to start the day in a state of gratitude. I think it brings towards me a world of abundance and it helps me recognize that I don't need anything else out of the day. I'm already fulfilled and have everything that I need right when I wake up. So it puts me in a good frame there. So that's a quick three things that I can jot down. It's not too tedious. And then from there, I like to, and it was interesting. I've fallen off the past probably six months or so because I've been so much in like an execution stage with building my business and everything, as well as working full time that I've fallen off the practice of doing a weekend review where like every Sunday take a quiet 15, 20, 30 minutes to sit down and write about how I actually felt that week and less of like task by task, did I get done what I wanted to, but more like, how did I feel like mentally? What was I, what am I thinking about going through? And that's a little bit less on the, like the execution performance side and more of like mental health as well as being able to like look back narratively. I, part of my reflection this morning was reading back through my 2022 notebook and 
for the first six months of the year when I was consistently doing weekend review, it was really cool to be able to now look back and see where my mindset was. And, you know, the front, the first six months of 2022, I was still in university in my senior year. So the difference in my mindset and what I've been doing, it feels like I lived kind of a split life the first and latter half of this year. You know, I was still playing sports full-time at my university. I was looking for a full-time job and like watching the progression of I'm stressed about it to I got this interview to I got a job. It was pretty cool to go back through and see where my head was at, even like getting over a previous relationship, getting to a state of contentment, the ebbs and flows of like anxiety, confidence, and just perspective on things. And then what little things I was trying along the way that stuck and certain things that I tried for a little bit that didn't. And then even to be able to reflect back on some of the fun moments and things that I did throughout the year, whether it was traveling to Spain in the spring or going for a national championship run at the end of my senior season, things like that was really cool to look back and actually see what my mindset was like, because I can always look back at a calendar and see what things I did, but I won't exactly be able to remember unless I capture it in video or writing how I felt in those moments. So it was cool to read back through that. So I would encourage some sort of practice like that, whether it's month in review, week in review, or if you enjoy and find value in the daily, that would be really cool as well, because then you have almost a novel of your previous year. But during my practice, my reflection half, I I read back through that. And in a similar vein, I like to kind of narratively talk to myself about how the year went. So I read back through all that stuff. And then I did kind of in my 2023 year in review or 2022 year in review started off with just like how I felt kind of just speaking to myself as like a journal entry type of thing. And then the second half is an exercise that Tim Ferriss has promoted a similar idea, but I think it's very, very similar to something I believe I've talked about on the podcast before, but if not, I can kind of reiterate, but in the 80-20 principle, 80-20 year life, Richard Koch, the author of both of those books, talks about the 80-20 principle or the Pareto law. And to summarize briefly, life is extremely nonlinear across all aspects. And the term 80-20 comes from 20% of your inputs will give you 80% of the return. So look for in life things that give you disproportionate return on your investment, meaning what are the times, what are the things that you can do, the people you can spend it with that give you most of your fulfillment write down those things. And he calls this the happiness islands exercise, whether it's moments of time, people, types of activities, all these things. What things give you most of the happiness in your life? Those are your happiness islands. And then when you qualify those things and say who was involved, what was going on, what were you doing, what was your mindset? You do that looking back across your entire life, you'll be able to start to piece together what you should incorporate more into the future, as well as remove or spend less time doing. Because a lot of us spend a huge amount of our time, 80% of our time doing things that don't give us the return, whether it be you spend 40 plus hours a week at a job you don't like, that's a tremendous amount of your time not giving you disproportionate amount of your return. And I don't know if that made sense. That was probably the poorest articulation I have done of the 80-20 principle, but I think you get the idea. Life is nonlinear. Look for the things that give you disproportionate return. So he talks about the happiness islands exercise. And in a similar way, Tim Ferriss advocates for your year in review, and it's something that I do, 
you just write a straight line down the middle of a page. On one side, you say positive. On one side, you say negative. And you write down the negative things from the year and the positive things from the year. How can you do more of the positive this upcoming year and less of the negative? So I did that this morning. And let me open up my notebook here. For those listening on YouTube or watching, excuse me, you'll I'll flash this quickly as to not spoil my, my goals for the year too much. But you can see that on the left... The negative column is dramatically shorter than the positive. And I think for everybody, almost universally, that's going to be the case. Um, so it's kind of another exercise in gratitude where you can look back and no matter how lost you feel or upset about the things that you didn't accomplish, because that that is often where we put a ton of our attention is, damn, I really missed the mark here, 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 and here. And it's important to know where you miss the mark so you can make those adjustments. But also, I think New Year's, Christmas, Thanksgiving, these these moments where we're forced to kind of take a bit of a pause and look back, it's important to look at it as positively as possible and express so much gratitude to the world, to universe, God, others that are around us. What made this year so special? And look at all the things that we have to be thankful for. Spend at least the day in a state where you're grateful for those things and then make your plan and start attacking the year hopefully the same day right like i'm taking action towards recording this podcast the day before the new year has started i'm going to go to the gym after i finish recording this podcast because i know that if my goal in 2022 would be to go to the gym then there's no excuse not to start today there just is no excuse because i don't know that i'll have tomorrow I can assume based on previous data that a 23-year-old male who's in decent shape isn't just going to collapse dead, but I can't help accidents. I don't know when my time will be called. So if I truly believe in the memento mori that is penned in my arm, I need to treat today with dramatic focus and gratitude and presence and say, I only have today. So what would the highest version of me be executing on today? And if you can do that every single day for the next year, there is simply no way that the universe will not conspire to give you exactly the life that you want. I believe that about myself and I believe that about yourself because our goals are going to be separate. And even if they're markedly similar, we live in so much abundance that we can win together. Life is not a zero sum game. And 2023 people will love to, and I've (laughs) definitely done the same, will say, oh, 2023 is going to be my year. But it can be our year. Every one of us can win at what we want, whether it's developing a tremendously meaningful relationship with a partner or building a business to the place where it can sustain us or having a child and becoming a father or whatever your goal is, you can have it. And I can have mine and we can all win together, but it's required that each of us take action aligned with our individual goals to make that happen. So that is my, and was my 2022 year in review practice. And I hope that you are doing something similar today. Take a moment, whether it is whenever you hear this, whether it's the new year, I guess I won't, I won't be putting this podcast out today, maybe tonight depends on editing, but you'll be hearing this likely in the new year in 2023. So in the first few days and weeks of the year, whenever you do come to hear this, I encourage you to take a quiet moment, set aside the time to be intentional 
because it's so easy to get caught up in the busy and day-to-day and your new task list for the year and your job's going to start telling you new stuff and you're going to be prepped for you know Q1, all you young professionals out there. And then pretty quickly you'll blink and it'll be March or May. So if you take the time intentionally at the very beginning, you can set yourself up for much more success down the road. So you're not six, eight, nine, ten months into the year, haven't moved anywhere closer to your goals because you never took a time to define them, reflect on the year previous where you missed them, and then figure out what the action steps are to get you there. So that is the reflection and then onto projection and goal setting for the year and goal setting in general. I think what I've done is I made my list for 2023 goals. Um, and when I was reflecting over the previous year, I went back to you know one of the first entries in this notebook, which was my 2022 goals. And if I'm not mistaken, all but one of those goals was accomplished. And that's pretty cool because this page is from January 9th, 2022. So almost a year ago today, when I didn't know where I would be working full-time, didn't know if I would have a full-time job, certainly didn't know that I would have a podcast or be doing all the things that I'm doing now. I wrote out all these goals for myself and believed tremendously that they would happen, especially by putting them down in pen. I've talked before about not writing goal lists, but checklists and I think the act of physically just writing them down creates a checklist. When you see something in writing, especially when it's in front of you, whether it's on your wall or your whiteboard, it is very hard to look at that every single day and then not get around to doing it. It's really easy when it's just floating around in your head and you're like, oh, maybe I'll do that this year. Maybe I'll take that trip. Maybe I'll go talk to so-and-so. Maybe I'll put myself out there. But when you put it down on paper, there's magic in that. And I think it's magic that's beyond our direct comprehension, but what we can see by observation is that it works. There is now neuroscience to back up the fact that when we write goals, our brain more successfully works towards completing them. I think that there is also a sort of manifestation and spiritual aspect to it as well. But whether you land in the scientific or the spiritual, whatever justification you need to take home, you do know and can understand that writing down your goals will make them appear before you faster and more articulately and clearly than if you do not. So I would say writing it in a phone notes app is good, but writing it down on paper is better. And then taking that paper and putting it in front of you every single day is best. So how do I go about writing goals? How do you select your goals for the year? How do you project out 12 months ahead of yourself and want slash know where you can and want to be? The first thing I would say is dream big and aim small, miss small. So ask tremendously of yourself and of the universe higher than maybe you think is even possible and be surprised by how close and how much you are given as opposed to undershooting and being quote unquote realistic because the worst case scenario is that you get that and you'll never know how much more you could have had. But if you ask greatly of yourself, You'll be surprised that you rise to the occasion and the world conspires to give it to you. And then aim small, miss small is be extremely, extremely specific. Don't just say, I want to get in better shape this year. Say, I want to get to X weight. 
I want to be able to move X weight in the gym. I want to be able to run a certain speed mile. I want to get down to a certain percentage body fat. I want to fit into a certain size dress. Be really, really specific. And if you compare it with pictures, that's also powerful because you're doing more of the subconscious work. Your brain is seeing the dream in front of you. So that means look up your dream physique, whether it's a celebrity or somebody you know, whatever it is, look at those images, imagine yourself as already having it and watch how life legitimately warps towards having that. It is hard to describe and it seems woo-woo and pseudoscience-y, but every single successful person out there says the same thing with different words. As a man thinketh, think and grow rich, the strangest secret. It's even in the Bible. It is literally the law of attraction in the Bible for the Christians in the audience that have their Bible handy. Go check me on the reference. But to hear it in the words of Jesus Christ himself, have faith in God, Jesus answered. Truly, I tell you, if anyone says to the mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart, but believes what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. So whether you hear it from Tony Robbins or Jesus Christ himself, the men that have walked to this earth and have gotten what they wanted out of life believed that they could have it with unrelenting clarity and conviction, and they got it. So it might sound crazy coming from a person who doesn't have tens of millions of dollars in the bank yet, but take Jesus Christ's word for it if you don't want mine. If you just believe tremendously in the goals that you have for yourself, believe that you already have it, and then you take aligned action with that every single day, the universe will give it to you. Bar none, it will be yours. So I thought that was pretty cool, as especially someone who was raised in the Christian faith, to know that that truth was there, and it was never presented to me in my Christian education, is a little bit disappointing, but nonetheless really remarkable that that truth is not only in the Bible itself, but has been reiterated time and time again, by figures throughout history, and far be it from me and my arrogance to say that one, it can't happen, or two, not just try. I have now listed out the positives and negatives from entire 2022, and I have a stack of evidence that says the universe is conspiring consistently to give me exactly what I want, so there's no reason to assume that it won't continue to happen, and if I ask even greater than I have in the past, that it won't give me even more. So I will continue to do so. I encourage you to do the same. And then once you have that list of goals, and I encourage you to take some time with what you really, really want out of the year, not only out of yourself, but ask for the physical things that you want, the things that you've always wanted to buy for yourself, maybe things you can't physically even afford, write it down, create the checklist, and you will find the money to be able to pay for the thing. Take the trip, give a gift to someone you love, be explicit, ask greatly, and you'll have it. But once you have that list, how do you go about figuring out how to get there? Because you can't just lock your door and pray every day and get exactly what you need. You will starve. <laughs> so I'm not encouraging true hermeticism and blind faith. There has to be aligned action to be able to get the things that you want. So once you have your goals, you can work back from the goal and see the path you would need to take to get there. So if your goal is, I don't know, to buy a Range Rover, say, okay, to buy a Range Rover, I need to have 
call it a hundred thousand dollars and and i don't know if that's the cost of a range rover i don't really care about cars but we're going to use this as a concrete example to say you need you know the metric you need to hit to be able to afford the car divide that across the year how much money do i need per to make per month to get to that number by january 1 2024 how much money do i need to make per day okay well now that i have that number how on earth can i do that and whatever that number is let's say it's a hundred dollars a day well maybe that means you need to sell one thing for a hundred dollars or a hundred things for one dollars or two things for 50 or however you want to break it down and then just go figure out what those things are but how did you get there large goal broken across the year broken down to the day-to-day so if your goal is a little bit more abstract than achieving a certain monetary number you can still do a similar process for myself i'm trying to grow my presence on social media so that i can have success in the business that i'm building so if i want to as i've written on this page get to a minimum of 5000 followers on twitter 5000 subscribers on youtube over 10000 followers on instagram over 10,000 listens to this podcast by the end of the year, et cetera, et cetera. Then how do I break down followership? Something that's kind of nonlinear. You can't account for virality. You can't account for the algorithm, which is out of your hands. But what does my day-to-day look like? Well, there's people that have gone before me and done a similar thing. Just like if you want to make money, plenty of people have made more money than you will ever see in your entire life. So go and look at them, learn from them. We have the internet and we talked about it before. All the knowledge of humankind is at your fingertips behind a Google search. And if Elon has his way, it will soon be implanted into your brain. So recognize the power that is there and then search egolessly for answers from other people so that you can get there faster. So for me, looking up how to grow on social media, say we'll take Twitter, for example, what are my daily non-negotiables? What do I have on the whiteboard that is behind me right now that I look at every single day and check the box every single day? Well, when you have no followers on Twitter, you need to tweet on other people's accounts and comment. So it's 10, it's a minimum of 10 outbound comments a day, one thread per week and DM people that you find interesting to start to grow your following slowly. And as far as putting out content for me, it's like one podcast a week per minimum. And I have a, you, you can break it, any of these goals down into the daily non-negotiables. And so that is where you take these pie in the sky, the world will give me whatever I want goals, and then actually make sure that the world conspires to give it to you. You should shoot high, aim for things that almost seem unreasonable, and then take aligned action. The aligned action is what is my daily step? If you want to get in the best shape of your life, what does the person who is in the best shape of his life do? He goes to the gym, takes intentional rest days, eats aligned with his goals, tracks what he's eating, drinks enough water, sleeps. Every goal can be broken down into its variable components. It's like an ingredients list. You can't get to a fully cooked meal that tastes how you want it without a list of ingredients that need to go into it. You can't get to a goal without having a list of things that you need to do to achieve it. Just like you couldn't bake a cake without knowing that you first want to bake a cake, The goal has to come first, and then from there, break it down into steps, whether that's the monthly, the quarterly, or the daily. So that, I think, concludes my ramblings for the last podcast of 2022. I think it is no divine coincidence that it is my 22nd episode. I think that's pretty cool, especially because I kind of arbitrarily had a start time about six months ago when I started this podcast and tried my best to 
make it a weekly thing. I suppose if it was six months ago exactly, that makes 24 weeks. So I was close. I know for a fact in the next six months, I will not just be close. I will be exactly hitting a minimum of a podcast a week, barring death, famine, and destruction. So everything that is within my control, I will be doing that. So you can get excited for that kind of consistency moving forward. If you've listened thus far and have been following along this journey, thank you so much. It means the world. And I feel and know in my heart of hearts that we are, and I am, but we are very, very close to something special. This is kind of, as it is with all things in life, it's kind of a exponential growth, a bit the snowball effect. And right now the snowball is rolling and it is still small, but once it is bigger, it gets exponentially bigger. And we're right at the inflection point, I think, of that growth curve that in the next six months, it's going to be really, really special not only because I will be taking unrelenting action towards it, but because I think the groundwork has been laid and the future is extremely, extremely bright. 2033 has the immense potential to be everything that you want it to be. So my encouragement is you take some time whenever you hear this to reflect over your 2022, be gentle with yourself where you fell short, be clear with yourself what went wrong, Set for yourself very clear and very lofty goals for 2023. And then do not wait a single second to take action towards them. And everything that you want will be yours, just like everything that I want will be mine. And we can share in success together. Remember that definition I've mentioned before, that success is not achieving them necessarily, but success is the progressive realization of a worthy goal. So set yourself a worthy goal and progressively realize it through 2023, and you will be successful every single day of 2023. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. You can follow myself on Instagram and Twitter at Z-D-S-C-H-E-N-K-E-N. You can follow the program and the podcast at Vitruvian Gentleman on Instagram. Big things ahead for both you and me. Cheers to 2022 and cheers to 2023. Memento Mori. I'll talk to you in the next episode of the Trivian Man podcast. And if he fails, at least fails while daring great, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who know neither victory nor defeat.